Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And good morning and welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KDY. Terry Slavin's with you. Angela Kennedy Robinson joining us as always. Angela, good morning to you. Good Monday morning. Another Monday morning in coronavirus crazy land, right? I'm telling you, it is uh, something new every day. That There is no better words than that. You know, I had a, a good friend of mine that um, I was talking to right as the PPP programs came out and he's a business owner and I said yes you know this is unprecedented he said that word that word unprecedented I barely ever heard that in my entire life and I've heard it more in the last week than I've heard it in my entire life and I thought well that's that's probably very true you know and it gets me to thinking about the fact of a saying we all say every um, you know every time we go through a recession that that this time well this time it's just different right? It's just different. And really that could be said about every time we go through a recession because it's usually for a different reason that's unprecedented that we haven't seen before. Does anybody ever remember 2008 and 2009? Right. I mean, much less the tech bubble. What was tech? Nobody knew what tech was. So it's always unprecedented when we go through this. And we've been through a crazy 56 days. We've been through a bull market and a bear market in 56 days, 31 down and 25 up. Think about that. That is unprecedented if we have to speak about it. So, you know, the question I think everybody's got on their mind. And in fact, we had a client call in on Friday and ask that question. And in a sense, they didn't say these words. But the question is, should I be strategic or should I be tactical? Meaning, should I be trying to time this market and get out while I can? Or should I be looking towards my long-term goals and just hanging on for whatever's to come? Because there's a lot of questions out there. Are we headed for a V-shaped recovery? Meaning, did we go down? Did we go back up? And we're still going to keep climbing. Is that, you know, and if that's the case, really the market's saying, well, we went through this pandemic and we're going to have a horrible second quarter, but in the third quarter, everything's going to be alive and well and back to normal. That's what it would be saying. So are we going to be headed for that? Are we going to be headed for a more U-shaped recovery? Is there going to be a W-shaped recovery like what we had in 2008 and 2009? Everybody thought we were back on the upside. Remember this? And then, boom, it hit again. We went through another roller coaster. So, you know, there's lots of questions surrounding this. And investors, I think, are questioning, especially because they're seeing this bull and this bear fight really um, happening. And it's on a day-to-day basis. I mean, you look at last week, I think last week was the first week that's been down in a couple weeks. Uh, But overall, we had some big days. Today is poised for another big day in the market when New York's uh, governor announces they're going to be reopening. So, you know, I think there's a lot of, and you said it before the show, I don't even know what to read. There's just so much information out there. There's so much noise going on. So, are you really supposed to be looking at the noise or are you supposed to be looking at actual significant signals? Well, that's really a rhetorical question. You're supposed to be looking at those actual significant signals. And if we are in an unprecedented time when no one, you know, my gosh, economists, you know, we always make fun of them. They're like the weather forecasters, right? Well, this time I'm sure there's going to be some hard, heavy jokes because there's no way that they can forecast something they've never seen before. So here we are. 
lots of questions on our mind. And I am so thankful that I don't have to answer all of those because we have a very awesome guest in house today. Um, our very own CFA at Kennedy Financial Services that this is what he loves. He loves learning about these unprecedented times and, you know, the strategical versus the tactical strategies of investors and all of those big words that, <laughs> that, um, that you know, when we're just doing our everyday business and trying to save for retirement, you know, we don't want to think about. We just want things to work at the end of the day, right? So um, with that being said, Aaron Kennedy, thank you so much for joining the show today. I know um, you've got a lot planned out for us, and, and I'm sure I'm sure our listeners are going to have a heyday uh, with hearing what you have. And I, I want to start out by um, mentioning a, a quote that I heard from Charlie Munger, because I know uh, Warren Buffett is somebody that we often you know, use as quotes in our, our shows and our articles, because we believe in that long-term strategy as he does. And uh, Charlie Munger uh, came out you know, in an interview last weekend and said he's basically erring on the side of caution right now. And I think a lot of people are questioning that. Should I be erring on the side of caution or do I believe in, you know, this V-shaped recovery or am I supposed to read other noise that's out there? What is going on and what do people need to be looking at and doing in this crazy coronavirus That's a great time? question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anybody you read says about the same thing cautiously optimistic you know err on the side of caution because the market is really split between what we know or what we expect and performance we know the economy is going to tank there is no other way around it but the market it's going straight up like you said it's almost up 30 percent since the 23rd you know so where do you go and what do you do because when the economy starts to turn, not start, when the economy turns, where are we going to be at that point? Are we going to be completely out of ammunition? Or are we going to have this V recovery, this W recovery? What exactly is going to happen? Because the only thing that's really moved so far is big tech names. If you go look out there at the market, where are usually the economic leaders? And that's going to be your financials, your industrials, energy. And those are all in the tank. They're not going anywhere, straight down. So if you look at the market indicators of what's supposed to come, that is doing the exact opposite of what the market is. And I think the most common theme out there is don't fight the Fed because the Fed is throwing every single thing they can at this virus. But we still don't know if it's gonna work. And is it gonna be enough? And how much are they going to have to do? I mean, we've got eight weeks of loan forgiveness now. Is that going to go to 16? Is that going to go to 32? How much more is the Fed going to have to do? And that's the big question. Yeah, I heard a deal the other day about the hope rally. It's been called the hope rally that this this is a tactical rally, not a strategic rally, because we all know the recession's coming. You know, it's a tactical meaning there's just it's based on hope and the stimulus, the money that's being pumped into these these markets and these small businesses. Yeah, we're expecting the government to work. We're expecting that everything the government has done to this point will work perfectly. (laughs) Right. When does that ever happen? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and with that being said, I think, um, you know, I I know we're getting signaled. We're going to have to take a quick break. But something to think on, and and when we come back, I know our listeners want to know is, you know, because there is so much noise out there. There's so much crazy noise. And and we know that this market's got to be volatile. We've got 
too many numbers yet to come. Bad GDP numbers, bad unemployment numbers, um, bad earnings numbers. I mean, these these numbers are going to be coming out, and the market's not going to be looking favorably at those numbers. So we know this roller coaster is going to be happening. But what do you know? And I, and I think of it this way: What do investors need to be doing to get comfortable for the ride? Right here on Life Planning 101. When we come back. Segment two, Life Planning 101. Lots of great information. Angela? Yes, we are talking about the coronavirus with our very own CFA, Aaron Kennedy, and talking about investing during this time and what should you be doing. And I think, you know, from a tactical standpoint, from a fear standpoint, from a greed standpoint, people are wondering, should I be getting out? Or should I be settling in for the ride? And if I'm supposed to settle in for the ride, how do I get comfortable? Because we know we're going to hit some volatility. And so, you know, is it profitable to even do that at the same time? <sighs> you, know, you need more coffee this morning? Yes. Then? Okay. <laughs> for, the, for the most part, it's never profitable to try to time market. There may have been one or two people that have done it successfully once. <laughs> How many times did they fail? (laughs) Yeah, over and over. So timing is not going to work for almost everybody out there. So what I would suggest is to have enough working where if the market takes off, you know, you're still comfortable. If the market goes down, you're still comfortable. But you want to be in a place that either way will not crush you. Because we do not know anything right now. We are completely in the dark. And we were just talking about that on the break. What is this going to look like when we go outside? Are you going to feel comfortable about going to a restaurant and sitting right next to somebody else? What happens if they sneeze? (laughs) You know, what about concerts? Uh, What about sporting events? How comfortable are you going to be sitting right next to somebody? And at what point do you feel comfortable? So even if we all get to go outside... What are we going to do? How close are we going to be? That's the question. And if it gets back to the where it was three months ago, then yes, we're going to have a V-shaped recovery. If not, we're going to have a split market. We're going to have the have-nots and the haves. And the have-nots will continue to separate further and further behind. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you said that. I think, I think something investors often, too often forget is we see our money on a piece of paper and we forget what's backing that piece of paper. And those are real companies. It's not just some fictitious gambling environment in Las Vegas. You know, you've actually got companies that desire to make money. And, you know, you look at this environment, someone's making money in this environment. In fact, a lot of people are making money in this environment. And so we forget that as investors because we get scared because we hear all the noise and we forget to look at, you know, thinking, thinking tactically. We think complicated. We think about all this complicated chaos that's going on. But really, it's a very straightforward answer. Look for things that make sense to own. Isn't that what it's all about? Right. Absolutely. I had a conversation Friday. And typically, through the market cycle, when we get to the bottom of the market, you want to be in value. You want to be in the most beat-up companies out there, period. That's where you're going to have the biggest bounce. But if you look at where the most beat-up parts of the economy are, and it's, it's value companies, especially small companies. But if you're looking at those indexes, they're loaded up with financials. They're loaded up with healthcare. They're loaded up with industrials. 
You know, there's a reason those are beat up. You know, it's old economy stuff. It's not what's being driven by this market. And if we kind of look at that, we kind of got a warning about that, you know, yes. these last few years. Yes. We've seen the spread happening between the new and the old economy. And here, bam, coronavirus really hit us with it between yes. the eyes. And this is an eye opener. How can our economy continue to work, you know, in this environment? Because this environment is where we have been going and where we will continue to go. Look at the skyscrapers. They're not full, you know, and they haven't been in a long time. There's been more and more people working from home. Yeah, since 08, 09. Yeah. We've never really recovered from the real estate recession when it comes to commercial property. So if this isn't, you nailed it on the head, if this isn't an eye-opening experience of where you need to be headed, something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, and I think, um, you know, we always, we've been, we've been preaching for years, but I don't know that anybody's been listening because everybody opens their statement, you know, and it goes up every month, right? Yeah. The Trump rally that never ended. Uh, but we've been preaching getting your risk right. And how important that is. And really, that's what people are begging for now. How can I get comfortable but still not miss out on what's to come? And and that's what we call getting your risk right. It's so important. And I kind of want to switch gears here because, you know, there's some other phenomenon that's happening. And that's called oil. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a biggie. Um, you know, number one, you know, we of course, we want to hear what's going on with that. But, you know, in line with our thinking here, I think this is another great reminder because we saw, especially in Texas, a lot of people we know, not necessarily investors, but people that we know that are just too heavily concentrated in one area, having all their eggs in one basket and all of them, all of them, all of their eggs in one basket and their lives are forever changed because of this. They may never be able to recover because of this. We saw this at the tech bubble. You know, we, you know, said, don't blow bubbles for your retirement, right? And this is, this is what people keep doing is blowing these bubbles. But, you know, I think these are really good reminders of just, it's all about disciplines. It's all about sticking to those basics. And so, you know, if you'll talk a little bit about the oil industry, I know um, we've got a, a break here in just a few minutes, but I know it's on everybody's mind. And I know, um, you know, we've obviously been a promoter of oil over the past. It's just one of those investments that makes sense so is that part of the old economy is it gone or or is this something that actually is an opportunity in crisis final segment life planning 101 we left for the break with an important question about oil yeah there is a big question about oil right now and um you know aaron we're going to put you on the spot kind of like those economists and we fully expect an answer that uh, that it's going to be you know like the weatherman we can count on it rely on it and everything else when it, when it comes to oil but you know we're talking about this old economy versus new economy and oil is is on everybody's mind because this is big and being right here in texas i think it's even more uh prominent for our economy so what is your outlook on this what do you believe is is really what's going on with the oil industry and what's going to happen in the future oh let's start where what happened exactly when we got to negative 40 dollars a barrel of oil oil trades different than almost everything we know of they trade in the futures market and the futures market is nothing but a specific day that you agree to buy or sell a barrel of oil in the future. So when we came up with the the current contract, oil had to be delivered on April 21st. Had to be delivered. On the 20th, people said, "Ah, I'm supposed to buy all this oil and I don't have anywhere to put it. Nowhere to put it. So 
someone's going to either show up in your front yard with a tanker of oil and start <laughs> dumping, or you've got to get rid of that contract. So people started selling, and they started selling. There was nowhere to go with the oil. And as a forced seller, the price just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. So unless you could physically take that oil that day, you could not take advantage of those prices. A month out, next month's contract, still trading in the 20s. You know, if you go six months out, the price gets higher and higher and higher. So if you just look at it from that point, people are not expecting oil to go down forever. We are in a strange point in time where the entire economy is shut down. We are not driving to work. We are not flying to vacations. We are not using any oil. So it's just starting to pile up. Yeah. Once we go back outside, we'll start using it and things will start flowing and things will get back to normal. But right now, right now, it's a very scary place to be. Right. I was reading a, um, a commentary by a company out of Tyler, Texas, that uh, we know well at our company. And they were mentioning that if we just go back to some state of normalcy with what's out there right now, we're actually going to end up in a shortage position by the end of 2021 because of what has actually taken place in the slowdown in the drilling and everything else. Yes. So. So here, the problem with oil wells is once you start capping those things off, it's not like a water hose where you just go turn it back on and things go back to normal. It is broken. You have to go back in and rework those wells to get them going again. You know, so those ones that are turned off, you don't turn them back on. You know, we will not have enough oil once this gets back. And this whole thing about we're going to be independent of oil so we're not going to be using steel anymore or electricity or plastics. Our entire economy is oil. <laughs> not going to turn it off with a battery. Yeah, yeah. You know, it reminds me, um, I wrote down a quote uh, by Charlie Mahar, which we've had as a guest on the show. He's a, um, also an asset manager and uh, CFA. And he wrote, days are complicated. Decades are straightforward. So, you know, that's a that's a very good slogan to keep in your head right now. Every day is complicated because everything is everything is new every day, whether it's a, a new um, Secure Act, Care Act, a PPP loan, something coming out of Washington, right. whether it's oil having the worst day in its in entire history, um, whether it's people finding out when they go to Walmart that they can't get any toilet paper, even if they go every single day for five days in a row, it's still not on the shelf, you know, that's it's, it is <laughs> aggravating, right? And it's complicated. How do I get a roll of toilet paper? It's a very complicated situation. But if we look out in the future and we think about, you know, today being, and this is what we always talk to people, especially because we work with people, we're not day traders. We're, we're long-term investors and we help people build a plan, a plan, and we make their money work for their plan. So we're thinking long-term and we say today is the first day of the rest of your life. How long is that going to be? Decades, decades are straightforward. Is the economy Big broken? Picture. Yeah. Is it broken, Aaron? Is it broken, or will no. it will it re resume some new normalcy or any normalcy? It will always be normal. <laughs> Think about that. It will always be normal. Whatever it is, it's normal. It yes. will be. Right. Yes. There's a new normal, but in a couple of weeks it'll be normal. So if we're talking about that, it's basic economics, right? Yes. Supply and demand. Right. And it's not today's, not today's tomorrow's demand, tomorrow's demand. 
So there's only so long that people are going to stay in their apartments is my assumption. I don't know about you. I think, I think there's only so much they can take of this and they're going to try to find new ways, creative ways to stay safe and to be able to prosper because isn't that what America is all about? We wrote a commentary this week, and an interesting thing, I'll just tell a little secret on the show. It was actually a commentary that we pulled up back from 2009, and we revamped it. And really, the funny thing was, is the only thing that we had to revamp in there was we talked about real estate being a bubble, and this time it was oil. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That is. Okay, so you're able to use the same thesis. So here we go back a decade, right? Decades are straightforward. Nothing's changed. Everything is about being able to get a discipline and stick to that discipline. And we ask a question to our investors all the time. Are you sleeping at night? Is anything keeping you awake at night? And I think you need to ask yourself that right now. Ask yourself, are you sleeping at night? And if you're not, you need to find a way to get comfortable because we've got volatility coming. I promise you. The consensus is GDP is going to be down 25% for the second quarter. You don't think volatility is going to hit the market that, they, that day that that gets announced for a fact? <laughs> it's going to happen, right? So if we're looking at that, it's extremely important that you're focused on that, that long term and that you're not listening to all the noise. You know, Terry, you asked a great question. What am I supposed to read? What am I supposed to look at? There's just so much out there, and, and I don't know what, what it's all about. Well, Nothing. Nothing. That's right. Believe in capitalism in the United States. That's what our country's all about. And it's not dead in the water. I, at least I, I don't believe that. I think people are fighting harder for it now than ever. If there's yeah. any silver lining in all of this, right? right? So with that being said, Aaron, if you could leave our listeners with one last piece of advice uh, going forward through this economy. Now, whether we're talking about today or whether we're talking about a month from now and if the market's back down 20%. Is there a difference in those two dates and what your advice would be, or is it the same? It's absolutely the same. The first thing I said when, we, when I got here this morning, you know, have enough where you're comfortable no matter what the market does. It would be nice to have some dry powder because I, I can't do any predictions, but it'd be nice to have some dry powder if we went down again. And hopefully we do. Hopefully we do. <laughs> Think about that. I would love to have better prices. Yeah, today. absolutely. You know, I think that's a that's something we forget about investors is, is there's a saying down is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you like looking at your statement, but there's no opportunity if everything is in the green. Yeah. Um, I, I used to when I was showing clients, you know, a couple years ago and I'd show them returns and I look, we'd look at that column. This is like 2011, 2012, and there'd be downs and ups all in that portfolio. And as the years went on, everything started up, up. Up, 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 and I right. said, "This is this is when we start pausing. This is when we know that we have to let off this gas because if we don't let off this gas now, something's going to blow, right. right? Well, by the grace of God, nothing's blown up so severely that we can't correct it because the market has given us that that ability to do it. So now is your time. Yeah. Now is your time. Get it right. Get your risk right. Get comfortable. Look at your long term goals. Those decades, not the days. Look at the decades ahead of you, and make sure that you're positioned correctly for whatever is to come in this crazy coronavirus, you know, future that we have ahead of us. So, with that, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's always uh, just 
awesome being able to hear from you. And I know um, our listeners love it, especially during times like this. So we really appreciate that. But again, if you have any concerns, make sure you go to our website and take our risk test at www.kennedy-financial.com. You can go on right there and see if your risk is right. That's where you start. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone. Stay happy and healthy. And we will see you next week on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101. Brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 830 on KATX and KWBY. And again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.